Um, to the final shear on Sefer Shemois. The Yishur on Sefer Shemois are sponsored by the Zakheim family. Ben Harav Yaakov Tonight's shear is sponsored by the Israeli family, Lui Nishmas Meir Ben David, and by my good friend Rabbi Shai Levi, in honor of his son who was born yesterday. And um, you should see a lot of nachas from so mishpacha. I'd be as Okay, so tonight we have um, a clash between two classic shirim. One of them is one of my all-time favorites, and uh, the other one, uh, and that one is a Purim shir. It's a classic Purim shir. It's written up in the sefer. The other one is a Pesach shir. It's also a classic shir. It's also written up in the sefer. And the two shirims seem to be a contradiction to each other. If I'm not mistaken, Rabbi Eli Sisma asked me this question years ago, a couple of years ago, right? Four or five years ago, maybe, yeah. approximately. And then more recently, I think uh, my friend Rabbi Avrami Zon asked me this question. And then on Purim, my good friend Rabbi Ari Lipsky asked this question. And over the years, I've heard this question many, many times. I even thought of an answer. I think I even maybe said the answer once on a clip. And I want to explore this answer. And we're going to see this is a very uh, complex subject. There is actually a whole maracha just on this topic. It's a very interesting topic. So let's uh, cut right to the chase. There's Gemara Brachas on Daf Vav. It's also Gemara in uh, Kedushin on Daf Mem. Mai ulechoi So the Pesach says like this. That Oz Nidbaru Yirei Hashem Ishal It's talking about in the end of days, there'll be very few God fearing people. And uh, one man said to his friend, and they're talking about in Yonim of Yerushamayim, and the Pasuk says, Vayakshiv Hashem, the Yubam Shem was attentive, Vayikasev, Hashem wrote it, the Sefer Hazachroinois, Liyirei Es Hashem, God wrote, these are people who fear me, and and those who think about my name. So Gemara Brachas asks, Gemara Kedushin asks, Shemay, what does it mean, those who think about the name of Hashem? Amar Ravashi, Chishev Adam Lasois Mitzvah. If a person thinks to do a mitzvah, a person sets out, I'm going to come to the shir tonight. I'm going to learn a blot right now. I'm going to give tzedakah. A person makes up his mind he's going to do a mitzvah. I'm going to daven with the minion. Venenas. And they're extenuating circumstances. He can't make it. There's traffic. Pirates come, they kidnap him, they capture him. He, uh, annoyingness happens. He's not feeling well. He, he opened up the safer, he mamish can't think, he conks out. Whatever the oinus might be. And he didn't do the mitzvah. It's like he did the mitzvah. If somebody thinks to do a mitzvah and they can't do it, they're limited by extenuating circumstance, it's like you did the mitzvah. Right, so where do you stake it? It's a Gemara. It's a Gemara. But the last thing you want to have is the Gemara. It's a Gemara. It's a Halakha. It's a Yisoyed. It's a Yisoyed that if somebody thinks to do a mitzvah and uh, circumstances don't allow him to do the mitzvah, it's considered as if he did the mitzvah. Now, uh, we have uh, a classic shear. And we spoke about this many times, and over the year we mentioned it's one of my favorite pieces in the Aristavash, Rabbeinus and Ibishitz, who discusses the Indian of the Medr says that in times of Purim, God tells the Jewish people, 
that the Redeemer that I'm going to appoint for you has to be somebody who has no father and has no mother. As the Gemara says, that Esther was a very uh, unique uh, set of circumstances. Not only was Esther an orphan girl, not only didn't she have a father and didn't she have a mother, but when, her, when she was conceived, her father died. When she was born, her mother died. She never saw her parents. There was never anybody in history who was more an orphan than Esther. To have someone that their father died after conception and their mother died when they, was, when they were born, that's the circumstance of Esther. And the Medrash says it had to be that way. The only way there could be a redeemer of the Jewish people is somebody who is such an orphan, they never saw their father and they never saw their mother. So Rav Yonis and Ibishitz asked, why did this have to be? Furthermore, the Gemara says in Kedushin that about a father and mother, Ashrei mi shaloi Fortunate is someone who never saw their parents. So the simple meaning of the Gemara is that Kibar Ava'im is such a hard mitzvah, it's so hard to fulfill the needs of your father and mother, it's so difficult to know what they want and to make them happy, that uh, the simple meaning is, you know, you're better off not having the chance. Rabbi Yonis and Abishit says that's not the Pshat. The Pshat is as follows. The Pshat is that since it's so hard to be Mikayim Kibar Ava'im properly, there is actually a way that you can be Mikayim and Mitzvah perfectly. You know how you can be Mikayim and Mitzvah perfectly? If you can't do the mitzvah and you want to do the mitzvah, so then you're not doing the mitzvah. God is gifting you the mitzvah. What kind of mitzvah do you think the Yavad Shem is gifting you? The Yavad Shem will gift you the perfect mitzvah. So you're better off. When the Gemara says you're better off not having the parents, it doesn't mean you're better off never being Mekayim Kibbut Aim. What the Gemara is saying is the best way to fulfill Kibbut Aim is not to have the opportunity to honor your father and mother, want it, desire it, yearn it, Hashem gifted to you, and then Rebbe Hashem will be gifting to you the perfect mitzvah. Ah, oh, says Rebbe Hashem, this explains how, why the Redeemer of Kal Yisrael in the times of Purim had to be someone who has no father and no mother. Because Haman is bolstered by the Zechus of Esav. What's the Zechus of Esav? So the matter says, Yaakov Shemani says, that Esav, although he was a Rasha, he was the paragon of Kibbut Ava'im. Nobody honored his father like uh, Esav. In fact, if Shimon Gamliel says, I don't ha- hold a candle to Esav, Esav would put on a tuxedo, a special suit, to honor his father, and uh, I'm not on that madriga, I'm not able to do that. So Esav is the paragon of Kibbut Ava'im. We said recently in a shir that uh, from Aaron Leib Steinman that in the last generation, before Mashiach comes, Yibam sometimes gives a person extra opportunities to be mekayim, kibbut avayim, in order to overcome the zuchos of Esav, and sometimes the opposite. Sometimes a person doesn't have the opportunity to be mekayim, kibbut avayim. For the same reason, this way they could wish they could and overcome, and this and the Yibam gift them the mitzvah. Okay, but be it as it may. Absolutely. You do? Yes. That's what we're saying. Says Rabbi Yonasan Ibishitz. So ask the sender. Sender said it says in the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, in the Shulchan Aruch, in the Torah, in the Beis Yosef. It's a good That's You're right. It's, it's, you're right. Oh, you have to, it has to be true. In other words, if when the parent was alive, you. Um, I once went to an old age home and they. Nebuch, um, you know, they take the, they take the Zokain and they park them in front of the big screen. Now that Zakin, if they, if they didn't do a good parallel park, 
the guy is Nebuch on an angle. He can't see a thing for eight hours. Can say the guy, the poor guy, he, you know, he's like in, in Gehenna because he can't move for eight hours and he can't even see. So if, if somebody didn't take care of the parents while they were alive and say, oh, now they're gone, I could, I wish I could. And, you know, it doesn't work that way. But anyway, the kids are amaisa, says Rabbi Anderson Ibishitz. Esav was the paragon of Kibbutz Haman is being bolstered by this chus of his uh, illustrious Zayda Esav. Who could possibly stand up to Haman and to Esav's Kibbutz aim? There's no human being who could honor their parent comparable to Esav. The only thing the Rebbe could do is give us someone who can't be Mekayim Kibbutz aim, someone who has no father, has no mother, wishes their whole life they were Mekayim Kibbutz aim, and then, says the Rebbe Anderson the Rebbe will gift them the mitzvah of Kibbutz of Aim b'shleimos, them and only them could stand up to the Kibbutz of Aim of Esav. That's Rabbi Yonason Ayyushetz. So Rabbi Yonason is saying a very interesting yisoyed, that the idea that if you wish you could have been Mekayim a mitzvah, Hashem considers it as if you did the mitzvah. It's not just Hashem considers it as if you did the mitzvah. Hashem considers it that you did the perfect mitzvah. Okay? Rabbi Yonason Ayyushetz repeats this yisoyed in Chelek Aleph, in Jerush Dalad, explaining a very interesting Gemara in Tainus on Chafhei Amidav. Rabbi Chanina ben Doisa is the famous tzaddik. He was a bona fide tzaddik. Nowadays, everyone's a tzaddik. You know, everyone who was born to a Jewish mother today is a tzaddik. Back in the day, Rabbi Chanina ben Doisa was the big tzaddik. So his wife, now, uh, the tzaddik business is not like today. Today, that's, you know, it's a good geshaft to be a tzaddik. You know, you could do well for yourself if you're real. Back in the day, they, they didn't figure out how to market the tzaddik business, and Rukhanim and Doisa had no money. So his wife says, Ad Can't take it anymore. So he said, What do you want me to do? Not be a tzaddik. So she said, You're, you're a tzaddik, so ask God for mercy. Maybe he'll give you some money. So Rukhanim and Doisa, Davins, he says to Hillim, Shir all of a sudden the heavens open up. And a golden leg comes down and hands him a golden leg. He says, here, take the golden leg, buy whatever you want. They had a dream. In the dream, all the tzaddikim are in Gan Eden. They're sitting on a three-legged table. And him and his wife are sitting on a two-legged table. So he turns to her, he says, this is not good. Uh, you know, obviously that leg that they gave us is coming, coming out of our oilam so she says, so what should we do? He said, I have to dab and let them take it back. So he said, Shirlam Alois. All of a sudden the heavens open up, the arm comes down, grabs the leg, says the Gemara, the second miracle is greater than the first miracle because heaven giveth, heaven does not taketh away. Yonasin Abishit says that's not true. The Pasuk says, Hashem Nasam Nasham Lokach. It's a separate shmuz. Ask of Yonasin Abishit, what exact, number one, Mrs. Hanina Ben Doisa, if he's a tzaddik, she's a tzaddikas. What does she need money for? She needs to buy a pair of shoes. Well, what does she need money for? Number two, what exactly is the two-legged table that they had and all the other tzaddikim have a three-legged table? It says of Yonis and Ibishitz, a person's avodah Hashem consists of three things. Torah, avodah, gemilas hasam. Those are the three main principles of Judaism. So if you want to be a tzaddik, you've got to be uh, strong in all three areas. Learning Torah, tefillah, and gemilas hasam. You know why she wanted money? She didn't want to buy new shoes. The lady ate a carob from week to week. Who, I don't, you can't even eat a carob for two minutes. You eat a carob, then Dr. Adler will have a lot of business. Okay, uh, Eating a carob is like biting into the table. 
I don't know people eat carrot. Like, so eat the stender. I mean, what? The dentist strongly promote achilas carobs. So, so she ate a carob. So what did she need money for? It says, says again, it's an Ibishitz because she knew her husband was a big time chacham. And she knew they were, they excelled in tefillah. But they had no money. If you have no money, you can't give tzedakah. And if you can't give tzedakah, you're going to be missing out. Says she made a big mistake. She's better off not having money wanting to give tzedakah than having money and giving tzedakah. Why? Because if you have money and you give tzedakah, how much are you going to give already? So let's say you make a million dollars. So you have $100,000 in tzedakah. So what do you give? This guy 5000 that guy 5000 What are you going to do with $5,000? What are you going to do with this? That covers two and a half months in seminary. What are you going to do with $5,000? So what can you do already? Unless you're a multi-trillionaire, what are you going to do with Sadat? You're better off not having a penny, wishing I could give this guy a million dollars, that guy a million dollars, that guy a million dollars. Really, the fact that she didn't have money made it that her table in Oilam Abba was full. Torah, Avoida, and the desire for Gemil Chasadim. But now that heaven gave her money, so now her Gemil Chasadim is downgraded. So now in Oil Abba, she only has a two-legged table. Says Rabbi Yonasan you're better off not having and wanting to and utilizing the principle of the Gemara Brachas Avav, Kedushan Afmem, Chishev Lasa, Yismitzvah, Venenas, Veloy Asa, Mala Olav, Ki'ilu Asa, than having it and doing it and it be limited by human shortcomings. So basically, this is the Yisoyed. The Yisoyed is, if you wish you could do a mitzvah, and you can't do it, don't sweat it, it's like you did it. Not only is it like you did it, it's better than you did it. Every person says, oh, if I win the lottery, I'm going to give so much tzedakah. Right. So that's like doing the mitzvah. Yes. The only thing is, if before you did the lottery, and you made $100,000 a year, you used to give 10 cents once a year to Matan Savyoinim, so that's pretty indicative that if you would win the lottery, now from now on you're going to start giving five cents a year. <laughs> Rabbi Yonis and Ibershitz writes, now, excuse me for, uh, you know, for the, the plug over here, but the summary of Rabbi Yonis and Ibershitz we bring down in number four, that basically Rabbi Yonis and Ibershitz says that a person often says, oh, if I would be a millionaire, I would give uh, so, such and such tzedakah. Says Rabbi Yonis and Ibershitz, no, no, no. If you would have given that amount of tzedakah, God would have made you a millionaire. You know why he didn't make you a millionaire? Because he knows you wouldn't give it. So he gives you a better matzav of not having it, wishing you could... Oh, if I would have had the brain of the Shagis Arya, it would have chazered shas a thousand times. By the way, the Chazoyner said that the Shagis Arya made a siyam on shas 1,000 times. They asked Reb Chaim Knievsky, how is that possible? Reb Chaim says it's possible to chazer the whole shas in 30 minutes. I could also, I wish I could chazer the whole shas in 30 minutes. So, I could do it faster. I could do it faster. Make a Pesach. Okay, anyway. So a person should say, oh, if I would be like the Shagasariya, I would have been, been Messiah and Kola Tarkul a million times. No, you wouldn't have. You know how we know? Because if you would have, Hashem would have made you like the Shagasari. Because Rav is only Hatoi Vahamitiv. Rav knows what you would have done. 
So he gives you limited circumstances for your benefit because you're better off not being able to, wanting to, than having the ability to and not wanting to. That is the Yisraeli Rabbi Yonah By the way, Rabbi Yonah uh, enunciates the same Yisraeli. Rabbi Yonah writes in his Sefer Shari Ha'avoida, towards the end of the Sefer Perk Memtes, that every single day one should try to strengthen himself, to, to grow from Mida to Mida, from Madrega to Madrega. Every day, a person should say, I'm going to do more today, I'm going to do better today. Desire higher Madregos. Yearn for greater levels of your Shemayim, better Midas. Look at the bookshelves and say, I wish I would know that. I wish I would know Bavli, Yushalmi, Sifra, Sifri, Mechilta. Hang out with people who do better than you. This is the aside. Don't hang out with people of lesser Madrega than you. You know why? Because you hang out with people who do less than you. Then you say, you know, Ich bin the Gadol Hadar. Because compared to Ruven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda, who they're busy doing who knows what, I'm pretty good. Hang out with people who are on a higher level than you. Yearn and desire to reach their Madrega. And then, says Rabbeinu Yoyna, you will get schar as if you reach that Madrega. Why? Chishev lasois mitzvah venenas vloyasa male olav hakosav kiluasa. That's the aside. Question number one. Question number one is before the stira between the classic shirim, a gemara in chulin. Any shoychtim here today? Any aspiring shoychtim? I wish it could be a shaykh. So the halacha is, I did this mitzvah one time in my life. I shouldn't admit to that, but um, there's a mitzvah of kisei adam. Yishechta behema, yishechta chaya, or an oil to cover the blood. I'm not the kaparis with the chicken guy. I did it one time in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that's a separate subject. Kaparis with the chicken, that's not the topic at hand. I made a bracha. The reason, as you say, Glaxin, you did kaparos with the chicken? No, I only did it to be mekayim the mitzvah of kisei adam. That's what I did. Fine. What's the halacha? Who has the right to cover the blood? The shaykhet. So Ruvain buys a chicken. And there's a whole controversy now about chicken. There's a big chicken controversy. Are chickens kosher? Because there's so much hormonal manipulation among the chickens and so much crossbreeding among the chickens, they're starting the Society for the Preservation of Kosher Chickens. You heard it here first. This is this just happened today. They're literally the starting president? president? We'll talk after. Okay, that's fine. But assuming chickens are kosher, let's assume they have their cheskas kashros. I'm still eating chicken. I had chicken tonight. Who has the right to cover the blood? The shaykhet. Ruven shechs the chicken. Shimon comes along and he's sinister. He's been, and he chaps the mitzvah of Kisei Hadam. He stole Ruven's mitzvah. Says the Gemara in Chulun Daf Tezayin, Maisa Be'echad Shashachat. There's a story about someone who shechs the Vekadam Chaveroi and a friend came to Kisa V'chayvoi Ram Gamliel Litein Lo Yuzuhuven. Ram Gamliel knast him. He stole his mitzvah. You can't steal someone's mitzvah. You have to pay him 10 bucks. Says Rashi, what did he steal? He stole the mitzvah, what did he steal? Says Rashi, he stole his schar. Ruvain was about to cover the blood. He was going to be rewarded. 
And Shimon did the mitzvah. Shimon stole his schar. So Shimon has to pay Reuven. So I saw a gavaldig akash in the sefer Pninim Mibeinid Rasha, a Rabbi Chaim Eisenstein of Yushalayim. What do I have to pay the guy? I didn't steal his mitzvah. The guy was about to cover the blood. He wanted to do the mitzvah, and he was an oinus. What was the oinus? Some goslin came and stole his mitzvah. So he'll be rewarded as if he did the mitzvah. In fact, he'll be rewarded as if he did the mitzvah even more than if he did the mitzvah. If anything, the guy who had his mitzvah stolen should pay the ganav, because the ganav improved the quality of his mitzvah. So why do I have to pay for stealing someone's mitzvah? There's no such thing as stealing a mitzvah. Because as long as you want to do a mitzvah, it's like you did the mitzvah. Indian? It's, it's not an Indian. It's a mitzvah da'ir For what reason? Why is it a mitzvah? We don't. God doesn't tell us the reason. There is a reason. We don't know. There are reasons. There are no reasons for mitzvahs. There are no reasons for mitzvahs. When a kind killed Heather, the only one that covered the blood, that sipped up the blood, the birds and the... These are all rationales that help us uh, acclimate ourselves to the tzivah of HaKadosh Baruch But a mitzvah is a mitzvah. How come there's no any of Kisra Adnan in the Beis HaMikdash? You never hear about it. Because in the Beis HaMikdash, they don't shecht. Um, all the cock chickens. Okay, but bottom line is, why do you have to pay somebody for stealing their mitzvah? They're not stealing their mitzvah. Chishiv Lassi's mitzvah v'nena. What? He didn't want it. The guy, he had the dirt ready, primed to throw it down. The guy stole it. He didn't want to. Then Ram Gamliel, no, Ram Gamliel was mechayvim because he stole the guy's mitzvah. Now the guy could have tainted. He wasn't going to cover the blood. And then, you know, I'm listening to The case was he wanted to do it. But here's the million dollar question. The Mesha Chachma, Rameir Simcha of Devinsk, has three kashas from which he derives the following principle which is a 180-degree stira to every single thing we've learned so far. The kash is like this. Do you have to check mezuzahs? Twice every seven years. What about tefillin? No, you don't have to check tefillin. Do you ever have to check tefillin? Never. Once they, once they were kosher, you never have to check them. Provided you know how to take care of your tefillin. So it's like this. Tefillin Eveches Kashos. Many soifrim will say you're better off not checking them because by opening them you could ruin the parashas. Speak to your personal soifrim. However, uh, many people don't know how to take care of tefillin. So you leave it in the car. You can't leave tefillin in the car. You leave tefillin in the car, then check your tefillin every single day. Because uh, the car gets to 150 degrees and on the inside of your tefillin it will end up saying ink spill. That's what it will say. Not Kshartam can't leave tefillin in the car. Especially on a hot day. If it's a cold day, okay, nothing's going to happen. Hot day, speak to your local cipher. You have to check the ritzuahs um, very often. Because first of all, you pull the ritzuah, it can't be uh, more narrow than a barley corn. Or if the paint is uh, chipped off, um, so then it, it limits the width of the tefillin. I'm not a, a, I'm not a, I don't like innovation, but I have my tefillin are black on black. I... Not all the gedolim had that. Look, I, I'd rather have kosher tefillin. So if they're black and black, the black's never going to chip off, and you don't have to worry about the paint. What do you mean black? Both sides are black. 
Both sides are black. That's uh, that's a preference. I'm just what? I'm very much against puzzle filling. So I'm worried that if the yeah, if your tzuis are no good, you don't have kosher tone either. Yeah, You're not being mekayim mitzvah. Throughout the ages, there was never such a modern thing just I know. created the past few years. You're right. But I prefer to have kosher tzvillin than to do exactly what happened 100 years ago. The That's my personal preference. The texture is the same this on is, both What? The texture is the same on both sides? No, the, the shiny. It's more shiny on the outside. But this is completely irrelevant to tonight's share. Yeah. But I just, you know, throw out my personal things. Um, but... There we go. Fine. So, what about tefillin? The mechilta says you check your tefillin once a year. We don't do that. But the mechilta says check your tefillin once, excuse me. Yeah, once a year. That's the mechilta. comes the Mishkan And the Mishkan says, well, what are you checking your tefillin once a year for? You're worried maybe they're puzzle? It's a miyot to miyot of tefillin are puzzle once a year. He says, if you have to check your tefillin once a year, then every animal you shecht, you should have to check after to see if it's a trefa. And we know you don't have to do that. What's the difference between why would you have to check your tefillin and not check your behemoth? Question number one. Question number two. Any shatnas people here? No shoichtim, no shatnas people. Any people in the Chevra Kaddisha here? I'm giving good, okay. If you're a member of the Chevra Kaddisha, you're allowed to dress up a mess in shotness. You have a mess. You, you want to put a Yugo Boss suit on a mess. Could you could you put shotness on a mess? Yeah. Shrek the Toysvis. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, some Aisim is going to be wearing shotness. He'll take it off. Shrek Toysvis. Shrek Toysvis. You're now to go in a cemetery with Talos and Tefillin because it's Loye Glorash. You're mocking the mess. Ha, I wear Talos and Tefillin. And you're dead like a doorknob. So it's Loye Glorash. Ask Toysus, then why are you allowed to put Shadness on a mess? You're mocking the mess. That's Toysus's kind. Why is it why is it not okay to wear Talos and Tefillin in the cemetery, but it is okay to put a Yugo Boss suit on a mess? Question number three. What is Shmura Matzah? The Ramam says Shmur Matzah is Matzah that you're completely sure is not Chometz. That's the Rashita of the Ramam. When do you have to eat Shmur Matzah? Only the first night. Says the Meshachachma, wait a second. Shmur Matzah is Matzah that you're careful doesn't have Chometz. You only have to eat Shmur Matzah the first night. I thought we don't eat Chometz the whole Pesach. No, the whole Pesach is eating Chometz as Dairaisa. <laughs> What? It's all seven days. Do so you not? If you want to say Shmura Matzah is Helig Matzah, so I can understand only the first night. You want to say Shmura Matzah is more Matzah than other Matzah, I can understand the first night. But according to the Rambam, Shmura Matzah is Matzah that you're sure is not Chometz. So then the whole Pesach, you should be careful only to eat Shmura Matzah. Says the Meshachachma the following Yisrael. There's a major difference between a positive commandment and a negative commandment. God says, don't wear shatnas. Don't violate a negative command. So the only thing you have to do is, don't violate it. What if somebody violates it, but it's not their fault, they're an oinus? Then no problem. Let's say a guy wore a Yugo Boss suit, but the guy can't move, so he can't take it off. So is anything wrong with a guy putting on a guy who can't take off the Yugo Boss suit, putting shatnas on a mess? There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but it's Loyeg Larash. You're not mocking him. He's wearing shatness, 
But we know that anything that's an oinus, the mice is not attributed to you, so you didn't do it. So the mess is not wearing shabbos because he can't take it off. According to a new study in New England Journal of Medicine, they found that most mason are not able to take off shabbos. It's, it's a new discovery. It's, 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 they found it very difficult for a mess to remove shabbos. So there's nothing wrong with putting a, a shabbos on a mess. But there is something wrong with walking in a cemetery wearing talis and filling. Why? Because you're mocking the mess. Because you're saying, mess? I can do a mess, so you can't. So the mess says, what do you want? It's not my fault. I can't get up and wear a talis and filling. And we say to the mess, I don't care that you can't wear a talis and filling. At the end of the day, you're not wearing talis and filling. So you blew the mitzvah of talis and filling. Because it doesn't matter why you're not doing a mitzvah. If you're not doing a mitzvah, you're not doing the mitzvah. And you don't have the mitzvah. Says the Meshachachim on the following Yisrael. I don't have to check my behemoth. I, maybe it's not kosher. So what if it's not kosher? Rove animals are kosher. And if it turned out it wasn't kosher, nobody's going to nail me, not in this world and not in the world to come. Because I could rely on a rove, and if it turned out to be treif, Hashem's going to say, I know you ate treif, but you're an oinus. And doing an avera ba'inus is not like doing an avera. But you still better check your tefillin and mezuzos. Because if it turns out that in your tefillin, it said the Declaration of Independence, instead of, but it's not my fault uh, that I went to a soifer, he had a long beard, and he told me it was good. So God said, you're right, it's not your fault. And we're not going to punish you. Oh, Barry, you're going to be missing for all eternity the midst of tefillin. Because you're an oinus, but oinus is not kemande avad. Just because it's not your fault, it doesn't mean you did the mitzvah. Oinus exempts you from sin. Oinus doesn't make it that you did a mitzvah. You hear? The same thing with Shmura Matzah. You know why I don't have to eat Shmura Matzah at Because what's the problem? What are you worried about? Chametz? So you what? You ate Chametz. Who cares if you ate Chametz? It's not your fault. It's only miyat to miyat a matzah is Chametz. So if it turns out that you ate Chametz... God will say, Machalach, 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 most matzah is not chametz. So why do I need to eat Shmur matzah the first night? Because if it turned out that my matzah, with which I'm being mekayim, the mitzvah was chametz, I won't be punished for eating chametz, but I also won't be rewarded for eating matzah, because at the end of the day, I didn't eat matzah. Here's the following analogy. You have a guy, he's, uh, he's learning for smicha. Yeah, he's, he's going for Yoyra Yoyra Yadinya. It's a 10-year program. There are 90 people learning. 89 of them learn the material. One guy comes to the Boychein, and he says, uh, I'm Shuldik. I, I tried to learn Yoradin Chayshemish, but I couldn't help it. Um, I, I had, had uh, Tirdus at home, and my wife wasn't feeling well, and I'm annoyed for not learning it. So the Boychein's going to say, Okay, you're forgiven. He says, give me smicha. <laughs> You're still an Amaretz. You're an Amaretz Doiraisa. Excuses will get off punishment, but it's not going to make you a Tamachacha. Excuses only get off Oinshim, Lavin. You're excused if you're a mess for wearing shotness, but it's not going to remove the embarrassment of not being able to wear Taos and Filin. You don't have to check an animal, maybe it's a trefa, because you could rely on Roy if it's not a trefa. But you still have to check your towel, your tefillin and mezuzahs because if it's not kosher, you lost the mitzvah. 
You don't have to eat Shmura Matzah the whole Pesach because worse comes to worse, it's Chametz, but it's not your fault. But you better make sure that the, the, the bread you're eating the night of the Seder is not Chametz because it's a Chametz. You don't get the Mitzvah. You don't get Nabi, but you don't get a Mitzvah either. In other words, the Yisoyed of the Meshachachma, if you look at number 10, is Oynes gets off accountability, but Oynes is not like you did the Mitzvah. So Frecht Reb Eli Sizma and Reb Avram Yizon and Reb Ari Lipsky and all who asked this question over the last five years, what in the world is Meshachachma talking about? But I thought if I want to do a mitzvah and I wish I did the mitzvah and extenuating circumstances happen, Hashem considers it as if I did the mitzvah. So if let's say my tefillin are puzzle, why do I have to check my tefillin? Why should I have to check my tefillin? Uh, maybe they're puzzle. So what if they're puzzle? I tried to put on tefillin. I wanted to wear tefillin. I wanted to be mekayim the mitzvah tefillin. And extenuating circumstances happened. Uh, they weren't kosher. So, wouldn't Rabbi Yonis and I should say, oh, not only is it considered like I did the mitzvah, Hashem will give you, it's as if you wore the tefillin of my shrabi. And the same thing when it comes to Shmura matzah. Why don't I say, I, I thought the matzah I was eating well say there was a matzah. It turns out it was chametz, but I'm an oinus. Wouldn't Rabbi Yonis and I should say that an oinus is, I'm gifted a perfect mitzvah? What's the, what's the, uh, Chachma talking about? You hear the kasha? You hear the stira? You hear the stira? In other words, on the one hand, Raviyana Sinaibishit says, you're better off not having parents because uh, in that situation, you wish you could be Mekayim the Mitzvah. You don't have parents. So Hashem gifts you the Mitzvah in the perfect way. If you don't have a choice, you don't have a choice. Ah, so the first answer, Rabbi Daniel Goldman wants to say, so that's what we're asking. What do you have to check your mezuzah for? It's if it's not good, good, you're an oinus. Why don't we say oinus come on to oven? Why do we check? Well, the Meshachachma says you have to check because if it turns out it wasn't good, then uh, you're, you're not punished, but you also don't get credit for the mitzvah. But why not? Why don't we say you, you were chishev lasis mitzvah, venenas, malav kilo asa. So the first answer, uh, um, Daniel Goldman wants to suggest, that in a Hanami, if someone doesn't have parents, so there's no possible way for them ever to get the mitzvah, and they want to do the mitzvah, then Hashem gives them the mitzvah. And if someone has no money, and they wish they could give tzedakah, and they can't, Hashem gives them the mitzvah. But what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to take random matzah, the night of the Seder, and hope for the best? And, and if it's chametz, say, well, I wanted to be Mekayim the Mitzvah. Rav Hashem will tell you, if you really want to be Mekayim the Mitzvah, you should have gotten Shmura Matzah to cross all your T's and dot all the I's. In other words, you have to do your... You can only utilize the principle of Chishev Lasseh's Mitzvah if you do your utmost. That's perhaps the first answer. In other words, it's not a steer between Rav Yenis and Ibish, it's in the Meshach Chachmah. The Meshachachma is saying, Oynes will not gift you a mitzvah. What he means is, a quasi-Oynes won't gift you the mitzvah. But if you're an absolute, full-fledged Oynes, then it's as if you did the mitzvah. So then it comes out like this. According, th- then it would come out, if somebody had tefillin, 
and something crazy happened. There was some kind of internal condensation in the film, and the film were a puzzle. Then it would come out, and you get the mitzvah, according to everybody, because there's nothing you could have done. That's one approach. I also had that, that, uh, that answer. Here's another answer. The other answer is, you can only utilize the desire to mekayim the mitzvah if you're trying to use the track of, I can't do the mitzvah, but I wish I could. But when I'm doing the mitzvah, and I'm putting on tefillin, oh, but my tefillin are no good, but I wanted to. No, 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 pal. You, didn't, you weren't trying to want to. You were trying to do it, but you didn't do it. You can't <laughs> pick, your, pick your track. You're doing the Maisha track, or you're doing the Mashava track. So a guy who, wears, guy who has no parents, he's using Mashava track. Someone who has no money, he's using Mashava track. Someone who's wearing tefillin and it turned out not to be good. So he says, oh, it's not good, but at least I wanted to. Pal, you didn't want to, you were doing it, but it wasn't, but you didn't do it. Or if somebody has matzah, oh, my matzah is chametz, but I wanted to eat matzah. No, pal, you weren't trying to want to do matzah, you were eating matzah, but it turned out to be chametz. You can only use the machshava track if you're saying, I can't do it, but I wish I could. But a guy who's doing it is not wishing he could, he's doing it. The answer is you're not mechuyev to check because... So that already... In other words, doing your best, God doesn't... God doesn't expect you to every day you know, um, the boss calls in. No, where are you today? I'm checking my tefillin. Next day, where are you? I'm checking my tefillin. Where are you? Every day, like uh, Haman said about the Jews, call right? Every day, Shabbos Hayyam, Pesach The next thing is, every day, nobody's going to be working. Everyone's going to be checking their tefillin. So those are two approaches that nobody says. Comes Rebbe Chanan Basarman. You ready? And I believe Rebbe Chanan is trying to answer this question. Who remembers the Gemara in Baba Kama? The Gemara in Baba Kama talks about Yirmiyah Hanavi. Yirmiyah Hanavi was uh, very worried about the Anshe Anasais, who were very wicked people, and he didn't want them to have any Zuchusim. But they were wealthy people, and they gave charity. So Yirmiyah Hanavi prayed. He said, Yiu mokshalem lefanecha be'es apecha. They should stumble before you at your time of anger. He said, Yirmiya, I beg of you, when these Anshayanasas give tzedakah, they should give tzedakah to con artists. This way they never get this chus of tzedakah. You hear what Yirmiya says? Yirmiya says, I'm very afraid that these people are going to have chusim. I want them, whenever they give money, they should give it to fraudulent or recipients. That's the Gemara. How does it help to give tzedakah to a fraudulent recipient? But you're right, they weren't Mekayim the mitzvah, but they wanted to! So according to the first answer, we said that... What was the first answer? They wanted to. 
So Lachar, it's a good kasha. According to the other answer, you could only use the wanted to track if you're not actually doing the mitzvah. Then Rav Hanan has no kasha because they're doing it. They're not, they're not using the track of wanting to. That would be an answer to Rav Hanan's kasha. But this is Rav Hanan's kasha. You hear the kasha? The kasha is, what does it help if, if Yirmiya Davins that they should give tzedakah to Anoshim She'enam Mehuganim? So what? Even if they were in the mitzvah, they wanted to do the mitzvah. So once I heard this kasha, I knew... The answer to this kasha will somehow answer the sira between Rabbi Yenis and Ibishitz and the Meshachach. So Rabbi Hanan gives the following answer based on the Derech Hashem. So this is awesome. You have a Lomdash Sefer quoting Machshava Sefer to give an answer. The Ramchal writes in the Derech Hashem, uh, every mitzvah has two parts. So for example, I do Shiluch HaKain, I am engendering the Midah of Rachmanis in my soul. And I'm listening to Hashem. So every mitzvah has two components to it. A mitzvah creates in your neshama a spiritual elevation. It's mashlam your neshama. It, it brings a Midah into your soul. It does something to your personality. And also I get rewarded... Because Hashem said, do A, and I did A. In other words, every mitzvah has two parts to it. There's like a, a point system. I remember when I was in uh, six years old in Tartanu Day Camp, they took us to Asbury Park. Anyone remember that? It's an amusement park. I don't know if it's still around. So I was exposed for the first time to something called ski ball. Remember ski ball? You throw the thing. And then like hundreds of tickets come out, right? And then if you have a thousand tickets, you get a plastic spider. Right, that was the basic uh, yisoid of the of the. So there's one idea. What's what's char? What's reward? Reward is you do mitzvahs. God said do this. You did it. Here are tickets. Here are tickets. You, Hashem said do a. I did a. Hashem pays me back. You get points. You get. But there's another deeper meaning behind the reward of a mitzvah. Every mitzvah ingrains in your neshama a certain mida, a certain. Hashlama, a certain shlemus, gives you a certain rachmanos or yira or different qualities that a mitzvah imbues within you. Same thing with an avira. God said, don't do A, B, or C, and I did it. You get, you get a patch. And then there's another thing. When you do an avira, it creates a corruption in your neshama. It sullies the neshama. It brings darkness to your neshama. Every mitzvah has two parts. Says Rebbe Hanan, if somebody does a mitzvah and they don't have kavana, even if mitzvahs don't need kavana, but nevertheless, if you're not mechavein, you don't get rewarded for doing Hashem's tzivoy because you weren't trying to do it. Even if mitzvahs don't need kavana, you're not going to get the part of the mitzvah. God said do A and I did A, but I wasn't trying to do A. So I'm not going to be rewarded for doing what God said. But I will get the shlemus that the mitzvah brings into my soul. Because at the end of the day, I did this spiritual activity and it, it's mashlamay neshav. Says Rabbi Hanan, if somebody wants to do a mitzvah and circumstances don't allow him to do the mitzvah, then he gets no shleimus in his neshama. His neshama is not going to get the shleimus because he didn't do the mitzvah. But he'll be rewarded for doing the will of Hashem because he wanted to do the will of Hashem. 
Says Rabbi Hanan, the Anshei Anasais, either the Pshat is, they didn't even want to do the will of Hashem. The only thing in question was, would they get the Shlemos from giving tzedakah? So Yermia said, give, let them give to con artists so they won't get anything from the mitzvah. Or Rabbi Hanan says, even if they wanted to do the mitzvah, Yermia said, okay, they'll be rewarded for doing the Ratzon of Hashem, but they won't get the Shlemos from the mitzvah if at the end of the day, they didn't do the mitzvah. So basically, what we learn from Rabbi Hanan is Chishev Lasois Mitzvah Venenas Mala Olav Kilu Asa only works on the Tzivoy of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem said, do it, and you did it. So even though I didn't do it, but I wanted to, I'm going to be rewarded for doing the Ratzon of Hashem. It will not give you the spiritual attainment that comes from doing a mitzvah because at the end of the day, I didn't do the mitzvah. So basically, mitzvahs have two dinim. There is the component of God said do it and I did it. And there is what the mitzvah does to your neshama. What the mitzvah does to your neshama you'll never acquire through the principle of chishev la'asay's mitzvah venenas mala olav kilo asa. You'll only get the other element that God said to do something and I, I wished I could have done it. So this is a potential answer to the sirah. When Rabbi Yonison Ibishet says that if you don't have parents... Hashem will gift you the mitzvah of Kibbutz because you wanted to honor your parents. You're not going to get the shleimos that comes from actually doing the mitzvah. You'll be rewarded for wanting to do the tzivayah Hashem, even though you didn't do it, but you wanted to do it. You'll get that component. That's what Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz is saying. And regarding that component, it's even better not to do it than to do it. And the Meshachachma is talking about the other component of the mitzvah. That, if you don't actually do a mitzvah and you're an oinus, you'll never get the shleimos that you could get from doing a mitzvah. You're, it's not your fault that you didn't put on tefillin, but what tefillin does to your neshama, you can never be mashlam. It's not your fault for not eating matzah, but what matzah does to your neshama, you can never be mashlam. In other words, there are two parts of a mitzvah. Regarding one, oinus could get you. That's the schar of doing the Ratzon of Hashem. But regarding the shlemos that comes to your neshama, that, that, that has to be only if you actually perform the mitzvah. And that would be the clearest way to answer the stira until the chsam soifer. And the chsam soifer opens up an entire new world. Give me a couple more minutes. I will do it quick. The Chassam Soifer and Reb Shlomo Kluger write, Chishev Lasois Mitzvah Venenas Ki'ilu Mekayim the Mitzvah is a thousand percent every dimension of the Mitzvah, no matter what. You get the reward, you get the spiritual attainments. I, the Meshachachma, Chassam Soifer argues with Meshachachma, Chassam Soifer says, you're right, if you don't have to check a behemoth for a trefa, you don't have to check your tefillin once a year. Chassam Soifer disagrees with the premise of the Meshach Chachma. Chassam Soifer holds, if you're an oinus, it's like you did the mitzvah, full-fledged, you get all the benefits. Really? Chassam Soifer says that? So I'm going to share with you very quickly a couple of Chassam Soifers. They're going to blow your mind. Number one, there's a famous machlekes, Radvaz and Chacham Tzvi. We once gave a share on this. You're in jail, and they can let you out one day a year, either Yom Kippur or tomorrow. You know this? Have you ever heard this? You're in jail. 
They could say, you can leave tomorrow or you can leave for Yom Kippur. Is it better to do a mitzvah immediately or mitzvah min amuvchar Yom Kippur? We paskin tomorrow. Mitzvah min amuvchar. Um, Azrizus. Azrizus Adif. Says Achsam Sefer, why? Why Azrizus Adif? Most people mistakenly think Azrizus is Adif. You know why? Because if you wait till Yom Kippur, you may, uh, you may not make it to Yom Kippur. So what are you waiting around? You might not make it till then. Right? That's ridiculous. Don't say the reason why you should do the mitzvah right now is you might die. Because the fact that you might die is not a reason that you have to do it now. Because if you die, you'll still be rewarded for doing the mitzvah because you wanted to do the mitzvah. And chishev lasas mitzvah venenas ki'ilu asa. What do you mean ki'ilu asa? But I'm not going to get the spiritual shleimos that my neshama gets from doing a mitzvah. No, the chasam cipher says. Don't say, I should do the mitzvah now because if I wait, I might die. Because even if I do, I wanted to do it. And wanting to do a mitzvah is like doing the mitzvah in every possible sense. Next, next example. So why then? Why One then? second, I'm sorry. What? Why then? Oh, why? So the reason why you shouldn't push it is because you might go off the derach. That's why. You can't trust yourself. Not you might die. If you die, you still get the schar. You might give it up. By the way, no, you're not anointed. It's your fault. Some sefer writes this in some sefer chadoshos in parshas b'shalach and in parshas boy. Literally, this next shuvah in some sefer is one of the most interesting shuvahs I ever saw. Criminals in shul. It happens. Criminals in shul. Don't start looking around. Just whatever. Not here, in, in another place. You have a guy, he's in Cherem. So if he's in Cherem, are you allowed to say, well, you, you can't come to Shul, so your wife can't come to Shul, and your children can't come to Shul? Or is it the guy's problem? Uh, why, do you have to, why should the wife and kids suffer? Because the guy, the guy is a, a criminal. Says Hassan Soifer, do not let the wife or children come to Shul. The wife is Mamish at Sadeka. She does, uh, she's the Chala lady, and the kids are the biggest Lamdonim. Why? Why should the kids and wife suffer? Says Hassan Soifer, because when the rabbis put a guy in Cherem, what they're basically saying is, drop dead. Cherem means you should die, says Hassan Soifer, because if the rabbis look, at somebody bad, their life is in jeopardy. You don't want to start up with a chacham bi Yisrael. She nechishase nechishas akrav v'akitzase akitzas nachash. Some surfer says, Komokim she nosan chachamim enov, it's bad news. So this guy is in cherem. So basically the chachamim want him to die. The problem is, if we're going to let his wife go to shul, it's a chus for the guy, it might protect him. If his children go to shul, it might protect the guy, but we don't want him to be protected. So says Achsam Soifer, so what, we're going to take away the kids' chus of going to shul? Says Achsam Soifer, we're not taking away their chus. You know why? Because they want to go to shul. So they want to go to shul. It's like they went to shul. And we're not taking away her chus Because she wants to go to shul. And if she wants to go to shul, it's like she went to shul. But the mitzvah of going to shul will be accredited to them, but it won't be as a chus for him. You know why? Because for them, they want to. But relative to him, he's trying to stop them from going to shul. 
So for them, it's an oinus for not going to shul. But he's the responsible party for the oinus. So regarding him, they didn't go to shul. Regarding them, they went to shul. So therefore, don't let them go to shul. And they're not losing out. Because they want to. What do you mean they're not losing out? But Rabbi Hanan says they lose out of the shleimus that, that comes only from doing the mitzvah. The answer is, says the Chassam Soifer, it clearly holds that if you wish you could do a mitzvah, it's like you did it full-fledged. Next Chassam Soifer, and then we're going to sum it up. Mitzvahs, love, lahanisnet. Which means like this. If I make a neder, then I'm not going to get benefit from a lulav and esrog. Am I allowed to shake the Levin Esrog on Sukkot? Yeah, because I'm, I'm not getting a benefit from the Levin Esrog. I'm just doing a mitzvah. So the Ron asks, I am getting benefit from the Levin Esrog. I'm benefiting from the Schar. So why if I make a neder that I'm not going to get benefit from the Levin Esrog, I'm allowed to shake the Levin Esrog, but I'm benefiting from the Schar of the Levin Esrog. Says the says Chassam Soifer in his Chedushim to Sukkot, Laman Alpha Beis, no, you're not benefiting from Lulav and Esrik. What do you mean? I'm getting schar. You're not getting schar. You don't have to shake a Lulav and Esrik to get schar. Because if you made a neder and you weren't allowed to shake it, you would get schar anyway. You know why you'd get schar anyway? Because you wanted to. So therefore, mitzvah is lav You don't get any hanah from mitzvah. What do you mean I get schar? You don't get schar from doing mitzvahs because you don't have to do mitzvahs to get schar because even if you wanted to do a mitzvah and you couldn't do it, it's like you did it. What do you mean? But I'm not, it's, it's only like I did it regarding doing the will of Hashem, not regarding the shlemos of what the mitzvah does for me. The chasam sefer holds that doing a mitzvah is like, that wanting to do a mitzvah is like doing the mitzvah full-fledged. Why? Why? So Chassam Soifer writes, in his Chuvis in Chosh Mishpat, Chelek Aleph, Simen Aleph, first Chuvah of Chassam Soifer in Chosh Mishpat, and in the Hakdama of the Chuvis of Rav Shomel Kluger, Chelek Tenyana. Do you remember this case in Ksubis and in Gitin? You tell your wife, here's the get, it should be a good get if I come back. And the guy got stuck by a river. So he's annoying us. Is it a good get? But I said, if I come back and I try to come back, so we say, it's very nice you're an oinus, but oinus is not like you came back. You're not responsible for not coming back, but oinus lav keman de oven in you. You ever hear that expression? Ulenaro loisase dover. If you do something in avira oinus, it's not like you violated but it's not like you came. Says the Chassam Soifer, that's Bidine Adam. Bidine Shamaim, look at number 19. It's from the Chaste Haboyre, that if you wish you could have done a mitzvah, Onus Keman De Avad Ninu, an Onus is as if you did it. That's the Shid Chassam Soifer. An Onus is as if you did it. Shalom Kluger says the same thing. An oinus is as if you did it. That means in the world of the Chassam Soifer, if you want to do a mitzvah, put it in the bank. Reward, shleimus, it's, and, and Rabbi Yonis and Ibrishis would say it's even better than doing the mitzvah itself. So um, Rabbi Chonan has this middle, this middle uh, realm that it's, you get credit for doing the will of Hashem, but you don't get the shleimus that comes from actually doing a mitzvah. Chassam Soifer seems to say, 
full-fledged 100%. So now, back to the question. If wanting to do a mitzvah is like you did it, why do I have to pay you if I steal your mitzvah? I didn't steal the mitzvah. Remember that question? If wanting to do the mitzvah is like doing the mitzvah, why do I have to pay you if I stole your kisei hadam? So maybe we could say like this. The same way with the criminals in shul, you could stop the kids from coming to shul because for them they get the reward. But since he's the one who tried to stop them relative to him, they never went to shul. So I would like to do kisei hadam. So I get the reward of kisei hadam. But relative to you, since you're the one who tried to stop me, relative to you, I didn't do the mitzvah. So you stole it from me. Because the guy who's responsible for the oinus, he's the accountable party. And finally, this time for real. Yeah, the guy, so, okay, the question is better than the answer, but you do see in the world of Sam Soifer, there's like, he splits hairs. That relative to them, they're rewarded. Relative to him, they didn't get any reward. That's what I'm saying. Okay, last thing. Shalsachilas binyan siyayin. He says, not every time Chazal say, Ki'ilu, is it like you did it? For example, it says, Anyone who works, you know, he disgraces Chalamoid, it's like he um, worshipped idols. So a guy puts a gun to, your, to someone's head. Work on Chalamoid! He said, no, I can't, it's like worshipping idols. You have to give up your life. Yeah, but it says, Ki'ilu. You know, Ki'ilu is Ki'ilu. Yankel Miller has a famous routine, you know, kid, kid. There's a difference between the real thing and kid. Like he said, his wife is Raizi. But if it's kid, then she's kid Raizi. And uh, anyway, Ki'ilu is not Mamish, uh, the real thing. says, He says, Kol... Uh, says Rabbi Yaakov Edlinger that Rabbi Yonison Ibishitz has a famous trush, If you treat every kemoi as the real thing, then half of Klai Yisrael are Ovedi Avodazara and Koifrin. So Ke'ilu is not Mamish. But the Chsam Soifer holds, Chishev Lasois Mitzvah, Ke'ilu Asa, is in every single possible sense, fully, wholeheartedly, it's as if you did the mitzvah. Meshachachma says, nothing, you get nothing, it seems like. You wanted to do it, good for you. You didn't do it, you don't get anything. Rabbi Hanan has a middle approach. Rabbi Isai, thanks for listening. Have a great night. Bye-bye.